Welcome to this latest edition of Combinations, the podcast from North Staffordshire Combined Healthcare NHS Trust. This edition is a special celebratory edition, celebrating some fantastic news, for not just for the Trust, but for everybody in Staffordshire and Stoke-on-Trent. Next week, we will see open days for a brand new £1.1 million crisis care centre. And I've got the delight of having four of the people involved in bringing this about sitting here to have a conversation with me. So um, if I could just start by asking each of you to um, introduce yourself and tell us what you do for the Trust. I'm Nikki Griffiths. I'm Associate Director for Acute Services and Urgent Care Directorate. I'm Josie Pavey. I'm the Service Manager for Acute Services and Urgent Care Directorate. And I'm Jo Willis, newly appointed Service Manager for the Crisis Care Centre. And I'm Sandra Ride, Directorate Senior Business Administrator, working for the Acute and Urgent Care Directorate and the Speciality Directorate. Why was, it, why was it created? What was the vision? What's it here to do? So we were delighted that um, we were able to secure an investment of over a million pounds into the trust to develop a crisis care centre. And very early on, what we realised was is that we'd made great strides since 2014 in developing a 24-7 access service for adults. And we wanted to develop and grow on the success of the access team from 2014 and um, really sort of develop that. We knew that we had great staff and great teams delivering services for adults um, for a 24-7 period but we really wanted to extend that and we knew that this was an opportunity with the investment to build a modern progressive forward-facing crisis care centre for the people of Stoke-on-Trent and Staffordshire. So we've been working with our partners, our contracting partners to um, build the centre over at the Hazelhurst unit site and redevelop the building that was already there um, and making it sort of functional for a crisis care centre and really wanted to take the opportunity to bring together all of the teams that work for combined healthcare that are concerned with either access or providing crisis mental health care together under the same roof. So not only could they live together in the same office, but by working together could share knowledge, could share expertise. And that was where we really sort of hit on the idea that we could go that next step and do 24-7 access all age. Um, and that's what we are delighted to be able to announce that we will be doing for Fantastic. Now, um, obviously, um, people listening to this might not be completely familiar with, the, you know, the, the differences between an acute hospital or a mental health provider. Or so. so when we're talking about crisis care, um, you know, we're not talking about, you know, I've been in a road accident or something like that. We're talking about crisis, particularly mental health crisis care. Is that correct? So um, if, if somebody could explain what, what, what exactly do we mean by the term mental health crisis and mental health crisis care? So we're talking about individuals that are presenting in some kind of emotional distress or emotional disturbance and needing urgent emergency help. Um, so we're offering a front door to individuals in that presentation where they'll get a timely assessment of the mental health needs and signposting to the most appropriate service to meet that need. Josie, I know you're, you're coming to this role having previously managed um, our existing access team, our adult access team, which is also 24-7, which is fairly unique, isn't it, the, the, you know, to actually provide that level of service. Um, I was wondering if you could explain a little bit about um, the benefits that it comes from having a 24-7 service and what that entails. So I think it is unique. I, I, we are one of few services nationally to offer a 24-7 access crisis service um, and I think you know kind of nobody can time um, no individual can put a time on when they're going to need 
um, some emotional support or when they're going to need, you know, kind of help in, in crisis. Um, and I think, you know, kind of opening the service across the 24-hour, you know, kind of period gives people opportunity um, to access service when they most need it. I think uh, a lot of the times people can often, you know, sort of think that they're okay one minute and then suddenly they change their mind and they want to speak to somebody if services aren't available at that time. It kind of rolls on and rolls on and, you know, kind of things can, you know, kind of exacerbate for people. So I think having somebody there immediately when, when needed can be you know, sort of have a real impact on somebody's recovery and sort of, you know, kind of seeing through the crisis. We can often support people via the phone first. So I think, you know, what we're trying to encourage if people contact the, the centre um, and we can, you know, kind of almost see what the, the level of need is. We can, you know, look at delivering a service that's local to them or at their home address or, you know, kind of nearest to their community rather than having to come to the centre. So we've, we've got an outreach type of model that we can utilise as well. It's um, really is a service for everybody. So whether you're a professional, whether you are a member of the public, whether you're a service user, whether you're just a bit worried about yourself or a member of your family, I think what we're saying to people is, is give us a ring, whoever you are, and we'll be able to deal with your inquiry and get you the help that you need in a, in a timely way. So real key message to say that we are open to everybody and if you give us a call we will do our absolute best to get you the support that you need. It's open to everybody across Stoke and Strength and North Staffordshire um, you know to, for, for anybody to access as you would our, our local a uh, In many ways this um, the creation of this centre this is this is a culmination of a real journey that, that, that you know that the trust and access team have been on, haven't we? Because I, you know, people might might um, might know that uh, the trust became uh, one of only two specialist mental health trusts in the country this year to be rated as outstanding by CQC. And one of the major factors in that was, in actual fact, the transformation of of, of the access team, and the access service, wasn't it? As I understand it, Josie, it went from requires improvement to outstanding in in just three years. Yes. Yeah, and, and, the, and the unique 24-7 service that you provide was a, a key thing of that, wasn't it? Would you like to tell me, how did that feel to go from requires improvement to outstanding to 24-7 in just three years? What was that like? I think it was overwhelming, really, kind of to get that recognition. I think for, you know, for practitioners, the services, I haven't been involved in the service for the whole three years. Uh, and I think there's been lots of different people involved, but ultimately... I think it's down to the, the hard work and dedication of the staff, you know, kind of doing the job and, and doing a very good job uh, and making our services so accessible. I think, you know, kind of, it, it, you know, kind of it started at a single point of access and it's just grown and developed. And I think there's lots of people along them three years that have contributed to that development. So it's not just about being one, you know, kind of one person, one manager. I think lots of people... Uh, across the trust have contributed to the whole of development from requires improvement to outstanding at different points, um, different touch points really. Yeah.
I think it's a recognition really of the great staff within the teams that instead of sort of hanging their heads and sort of being disheartened in 2014 when we got that rating from the CQC, they absolutely embraced that report and said, you know what, we can be better and we want to do better. And it's only through their hard work and their commitment really that we've managed to get to where we are now. So use that um, CQC rating of requires improvement as a real platform really to push on and to improve services. And that's within the access team, the home treatment team. It's includes our place of safety and our mental health liaison team over at the A&E department. So as Josie says, it's not just one team, it's lots and lots of people working hard over a number of years really to get where we are now. Yeah, and one of the things uh, that we've been saying is that, you know, okay, so we got outstanding last April, but the thing is, we're not content with that. We're not, we're not sitting on laurels, we're moving forward. And, and I think this, this opening of this new centre is, is, is real evidence of that, isn't it? That we're continuing to push on, continuing to you know, invest and open new services, um, you know, on, on, on top of that. As well. Absolutely, yeah. I just want to keep on sort of developing and keep on being better, really, and keep really sort of challenging ourselves as an organisation, but also just as a group of staff who are really committed to crisis care to say, you know, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What can we do? How can we sort of keep growing and developing, really? And, and hopefully what we've got now is a service that the people of Stoke-on-Trent and North Staffordshire um, can use and we can all be proud of, you know, the organisation and, and the public really have helped us to get where we are today. So, Joe, obviously you're you're, you know, you're, going, you're going to be you're going to be the manager of this team coming together. Yeah, um, how, how does it feel? How how are they feeling about this? I feel really excited. The teams are feeling really excited. Obviously, it's bringing together teams that haven't worked together before. We're becoming all age, so we've got our CAMS team joining, CAMS practitioners joining us in the centre. Um, so along with some anxieties that people have had along the way that we've, we've worked through and, and built up sort of real clear sort of pathways um, of how we, we're going to use this new sort of resource within the, the service. Um, the staff are starting to feel excited. They just want to move in now. That's what people are saying. We just want to get in there and, and start and do the work. Um, it, it's exciting for service users because they will present in crisis. They'll have an assessment of the needs. They can be referred through to home treatment team or they can look at whether it's an admission that's needed into hospital for service users that are brought into our place of safety. From sort of the moment of arrival, we can start looking around what their needs are, whether they do need to be admitted to hospital or whether we can refer through to home treatment or signpost out into the community, back into their CMHT. So there's lots of options for service users and it's all under one roof, staff working together, communicating effectively and efficiently. Brilliant. And no. learning, learning skills from each other as well. So you've got, you know, kind of lots, a lot of skill set coming together in that one crisis care centre, um, you know, kind of to, you know, sort of enhance this developing the all age service. And I think, you know, kind of having all them people with different skills working, you know, in, in the same place is going to really enhance the service that we can provide. Quite a, a typical example of somebody might be a call that will come in from the police to say that they're, they're with um, a service user. They may be standing on a bridge in high level of distress. So the call can go through to our community triage team, um, who are also part of the directorate and part of the functions of the centre. And they, they would then perhaps be able to divert that person from being detained under the Mental Health Act, brought to the crisis care centre, assessed by a member of the access team, and from that from that assessment determine what the most appropriate support for that service user may be, and 
it, it may be despite the sort of extreme presentation and distress on a bridge wanting to end their lives from having that assessment, looking at a, a, the least restrictive sort of option support for them is, is sufficient and admission to hospital might not be needed. Yeah, and, and obviously if, if this service wasn't available there 24-7, that option wouldn't be there. No. So, so we are literally talking about this could literally save somebody's life. I think we have a lot of we have a lot of calls coming through uh, at any time of the day from um, from service users that, that that literally you know kind of experience some level of distress don't don't know what's happening don't know the impact it'll have on their lives their job their family the callers um, you know kind of we've got a very sort of open approach you know kind of they can. They, took, they feel confident to talk to us. I think we've got a, very, a lot of skilled professionals at the end of the end of the phone, um, and I think you know we've got examples where people have actually said, you know, kind of, oh, thank you, you know, it's I feel so much better. I will access this service, or you know, we've had examples where, yes, you know, kind of they spoke to us on the phone. We feel that they need to come and see us. Um, you know, we've supported and come to the. That, you know the Harplands spoke to us, and and that's alleviated. We signposted them in a direction that that helps their recovery, and they just go out feeling so relieved. You know, kind of that they know where to go now for support. So although it's not necessarily the Harplands and inpatient, which is what they might imagine at the the, the beginning. You know, kind of I need to go somewhere. Um, you know, kind of to get treatment as such, they know that they can be signposted from in a different direction within the community that will have the least impact on their, you know, kind of Monday to Friday, you know, kind of life of what they what they normally do with, with minimal impact. Fantastic. Now, Sandra, you've been sitting quiet in there, quiet in the background, as, as all fantastic admin and support staff do. Um, obviously, listen... Getting this to fruition and getting this, getting this actually into reality that is a huge organisational task as well, isn't it? And it, 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 it doesn't take clinicians and, and, and construction and everything else. It creates a whole back end of organising the admin and the, the logistics and all of that. So how's that challenge been? It's been quite a challenge. <laughs> I think there's been a number of the areas that we've had, key areas that we've had to look at through, through the whole process, um, sort of. Recruitment has been a huge task, hasn't it? Um, ensuring that we've got the right people in the right places to do the jobs. Um, it's great that we've got a really experienced admin team now in place that can support the clinicians to run the centre. We've been working, so we've had a, a, an operational group that's been running over the period of the um, the build, and it's the negotiations with the with the building company and ensuring things remain on track and, you know, handover dates are key and, and things like that, really. Perhaps. So, so are you going to be celebrating or collapsing with, with exhaustion when, when, when it opens? Probably a little bit of both. It's definitely a celebration. Brilliant. Now, talking of which, as I understand it, so obviously, you know, we, we can discuss here in, in objectively what it is and why it's great, etc. But we're giving people the opportunity to... Come and see it for themselves, aren't they, before, before it opens. That's right. As I understand it, we're having a couple of open days. Who would like to tell me about the open days and what's happening there? Yeah. 
So we really want to showcase not just the building, but what, what services we're going to have delivered for, for, from the new build. Um, and we want to showcase that to, you know, kind of our partners, our, you know, our stakeholders, you know, anybody from the public that would be interested to come and see um, the centre. And our open days are on Monday the 7th of October and Tuesday the 8th of October. And, you know, kind of we will have our sort of communications going out around that and opportunities for people to express an interest to come and come and view. Um, and is, that, is that all day? It is all day. It's between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. Uh, on both on both days. Yeah. Oh, and so people would be able to come and see it, have a look around the place, ask any questions what it's about, Absolutely. learn to... Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, kind of it's not just about showing off the environment and the new build. It's about kind of being, you know, sort of clear and giving people a bit more information of what we deliver from a service point of view. Right. And then and then it goes live from? So the week after on there, we've got quite a lot of number of teams moving in. The week after, Monday the 14th, we've got our... Um, home treatment team that will move in the, the day after that on tuesday the 15th our high volume users team will move into the center the wednesday 16th um, our access team will then move in and then we've got we've planned a couple of consolidation days and the week after so the 20, 21st the monday the 21st of october um, our place of safety will go live there, so our partners and police will uh, bring people to the, the new centre. Um, and then on Tuesday, the 22nd of October, we've got our CAMS um, team moving from the Bennett Centre to join us. So obviously we've talked about um, there are a range of ways in which people can access the centre. Obviously the quickest, the easiest, most direct way is simply pick up the phone, Speak to somebody at the end of the phone. They can advise you on, on uh, you know, on, on the best course of action, whether or not that's to come in, or they can give you some advice, or signpost you, or whatever. Yes. So, um, literally, what what's the phone number? What do they ring? Okay, the phone number is oh three hundred one two three oh nine oh seven, and then it's option one for adults and option four for children. So if you just hold on the line, you'll get through to a call taker. So in addition to the 0300 number, we'll also continue to provide the professionals only line, which our local GPs have all got access to and have used for some time now. So no changes with that line either. So just to confirm that there won't be any disruption to services whilst our new centre comes online. So for, for all of us working in the crisis care centre, it is absolutely business as usual. There won't be any disruption to making referrals to any of our teams during this period. Um, it's just about us um, moving house really in the short term and people can continue to contact us as they do now, 24-7-365. So guess what the message is? Nothing has changed, but everything has changed. Mm. That's exactly the message, yeah. It just sounds a great opportunity for the people who are already on board to be part of, of this new project. But, um, Sandra, I know you were talking about recruitment, um, but I understand, you know, the, we, we have the core team in place, we have everything ready to go and all of that, but there's still some, you know, still a limited number of additional posts as, as services expand, where if people want to join a really, really exciting new service, they can do so. Is that correct, isn't it? That's correct, yes. We've got um, a number of posts live currently on the NHS job jobs website for both unqualified and qualified 
staff. So if you would love to work within our service, we'd like to hear from you. We would welcome um, contact, inquiry from people of all professional backgrounds. What we, what we want to add as well, it's such an exciting opportunity for people to work across a number of the frontline teams, develop the skills in all the areas and all the fields within the centre. So a fantastic opportunity uh, to develop your existing career path, a fantastic opportunity to work, work with different people, expand your horizons, work across teams and all that. Brand new service, you know, what, what's not to like? Thank you very much. Good luck for the great day. Okay, we hope to we hope you have loads of people turning up. And thanks ever so much for taking the time to uh, come and t- tell us something about the new centre. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.